It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Greg DeKalb. Greg, thanks for coming in, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, Tony. Pleasure to be here. No, I am excited. Uh, we've known each other a few years now. A few awesome years. And from the time I met you, you just seemed like uh, you know, the, the epitome of a Chicago guy, right? The networking scene, you're very well connected. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know you uh, through like Tony P's networking events mm-hmm. as the man behind it all. Some some people know, yeah. <laughs> I like I like to have Tony uh, Tony P be the front though, and you know, he he enjoys it, so does, it's it's does. a good place for him. No, he definitely loves it, and <laughs> he's suited for it. But you're not originally from Chicago, right? No, no, not at all. I actually grew up in a uh, a small town in southern Illinois, uh, Centralia. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so where is that? I mean, honestly, I have no. Is it is it central Illinois? Uh no it's 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 more uh southern I would say southern. yeah yeah so if you're heading down 57 um you'll see a sign for it on you know as you go by like Salem Mount Vernon okay uh that type of area yeah pushing Cairo yeah uh no not that far not, too, not okay, that about gotcha. uh, about an hour north of Carbondale off of 57 oh nice yeah nice. okay so now you grew up there you I grew up there yeah was your how long had your family been in that part of uh Illinois uh both both sites of um parents were born and raised there as well okay so and in, in, in that uh surrounding area so all the aunts uncles cousins you name it wow so probably yeah going back 100 years what whatnot no. so yeah yeah so and what'd your family do down there what was their i guess skill or, or trade yeah they they um on my mom's side uh, they ran businesses so like your uh your local uh car dealership okay. we had that in town okay. right um, and then my dad's side uh, was a little bit more a blue collar, uh, working, you know, um, on the railroad. And then my dad um, became an engineer, okay. and uh, yeah, held a held a job down there. Wow. Yeah. So, what was the the impression of the city from where you were at? Oh my gosh, the the city was just uh, I don't know. It was just incredible to me. Um, so I grew out uh, grew up about forty five miles um, west of, or east of St. Louis. Sure. Okay. okay? So, you know, St. Louis to me was a big deal when we went went in there and did shopping or went to a game or something along those lines. For that was sure. a big deal. Um, I I can't recall coming to Chicago until my high school years. And that was just that was just a mind blowing experience for me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> being that you're 45 minutes away, did you grow up a Cardinals fan? Uh, I did. did. I you did. Really? Um, so, well, it, w- it was a little bit of a mix. Right. Uh, and, and it's an ongoing argument uh, in, in the family because everybody's Cardinal fans, yeah. and, and I'm a Cubs fan today. Gotcha. You know, now now growing up, um, I wasn't really – I played baseball, but I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't sure. really follow it too much. Uh, and, and, yeah, I would, I would be a, a Cardinals fan or what have you. But the earliest picture I have of me in any type of sporting outfit uh, was a Sports Illustrated, like, mock-up cover uh-huh. of me and my brother. Oh, and my brother is older, so he got to wear the Cardinals uniform, and I wore the Cubs uniform, and, like, the title of it was Brotherly Rivalry or what have you, and it was just, like, a mock-up Sports Illustrated thing that you do at Six Flags. That's hilarious. Yeah, right? yeah, so now it's kind of funny because anytime you know, baseball season gets heated up or whatnot, we'll throw up that 
that picture and then any any time you know people from my hometown you know give me crap about being a cubs fan I'm like oh hey you know it's not my fault my parents you know they they're the ones that dressed me up in my first baseball outfit and it was cubs so That's awesome, it was just though. yeah it's just prophesizing today yep, yep um so now high school was the first time that you'd ever even come up to the city yeah did you fall in love right away i did yeah i did um i remember um you know aspects of the trip you know the deep dish you know chicago pizza uh the beautiful parks um going up into the sears tower uh, just looking around just you know it's just one of those one of those things it's like okay what's my what's my path to get here wow you know so you knew yeah yeah so you ended up at eastern illinois yes yes so a lot of um a lot of friends were going east or west or south you know and i i didn't have what I needed in place to get all the way north. So Eastern was Eastern was a great place mm-hmm. for me. It was about an hour and a half north of where I lived, and you know it got me closer to the city. And what'd you go to study? So marketing and advertising. So you've been in this since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So um, in college, um, you know, I'd been I'd been in sales my entire life, uh, even in high school. Whether it was going around and selling my services to go mow somebody's lawn, you know, sure. I did it. Um, and then in college, yeah, to take that a little bit, a little bit further, uh, I got on, um, uh, I got onto the newspaper staff yeah. where I was selling the newspaper advertising. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, talk about, um, you know, a really, really awesome job for college because I was the, I was the guy that was going into the local bars and the restaurants. <laughs> right. And we were sitting down there, you know, on a two o'clock on a Monday afternoon, figuring out what the special was going to be for the weekend, you know, and he's like, well, how about, uh, you know, um, $12 for a bucket of crew. And I was like, eh, about 10 bucks, you know? Oh, so you're, you're, I mean, you're not even just selling, you're actually kind of, uh, oh, I was, right? well, yeah, yeah man, I wanted, you know, I was trying to, you know, get the students a deal. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. yeah you know, sure. $2 is a lot of money in yeah. the college days, you know, that's an extra beer, you know? <laughs> True that. Um, so, so yeah, I got heavy into the advertising and, and newspaper and I just loved, you know, that world combine that with, you know, uh, business and the numbers and the statistics and all that wrapped in together. And yeah, I like it. And and so next step was you graduate from Eastern and now do you end up well, at this point you're in Chicago, right? As soon as you graduate. Yeah. From uh, when I, when I graduated, I moved up to uh, Naperville. Oh, okay. Yep. And got a job, uh, selling, um, uh, hardware and software okay. for, for a computer firm. So I have been Naperville just because of the job. Yeah, it was, gotcha. um, uh, the job wasn't too far away. They had a great, uh, sales training program. Uh, so, and I knew it was going to be something. So for sure. it was, uh, it was my ticket up here and I, I took advantage of it and yeah, rocked that out for a while. How long did you do that for? I did that for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Um, they had some, they got acquired and then that kind of set me on to, um, re-exploring advertising. Okay. So yeah, I remember it, uh, actually it was one of, you know, when you got, I got let go from my first job. Um, yeah. And you just don't know how that feels, you know, it's just a, it's not, it's not a great feeling. It, it <laughs> really, really, yeah. It, it hit you, it hit you, you know? And like, um, you know, someone was explaining unemployment to me for the first time. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do unemployment, you know, I mean, I can move, I can go do this and that, you know, and like, no, 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 no. You just, you know, trust me, go do it. I'm yeah. like, All right. So I'm actually standing in line at the unemployment office. Right. 
and that's when a recruiter called me and I started talking to this recruiter and she was with R.H. Donnelly, okay. the Yellow Pages. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is a dream come true. And, um, you know, come to find out they have this awesome sales program and division in downtown Chicago at the Aeon Center on the 70th floor. Nice. I mean, yeah, it was just it, it was one of those moments that was very, very, you know, fortunate. Right. You know, and what was what was the dream aspect about the job? I mean, I, I've never heard anyone say about selling yellow pages it was a dream job. Well, you got to keep in mind here. I am 23. True. You know, living in, in uh, 23, living in Naperville and which was a great scene, great environment, great energy selling, you know, um, hardware and software. So things are good. Right. But then there's moving to Chicago, living downtown, working on the 70th floor, True, yeah. working, working with, I, I don't know, we called it the uh, central T. I mean, there is probably 70, you know, 20 year old, 20 something salespeople running around. I mean, it was just pure energy, you know, That's awesome. uh, so very much your scene. Yeah. And then, and then you look around and you got panor panoramic views off the 70th floor. I mean, it's just, you Man. know, it's, it was exciting. It was it was a very high energy uh, environment, and we learned a lot. We, you know, yeah. And that's how you ended up also at DePaul, right? Because of uh, right of yeah the job itself. So so um, and selling the yellow pages, uh, I learned. You know, I'm looking around. I'm seeing you know seventy sales people, marketing people. Everybody's you know fighting to to get to the next sales position or what have you. And it's kind of like, all right, you know, I can kind of see where this is all heading, right? You got 70 people competing for like two or three management jobs here, right? So it's like, how do, how do I differentiate myself, right? Give myself a little bit of a, a step up beyond just like being the, you know, pure grit and hustle, right? So and that's whenever I looked into their educational programs. And yeah, they offered, um, they offered uh, uh, the, the reimbursement. Yep for MBAs. So I went through all the all the necessary channels, uh went and applied, went and did my GMAT, all that good stuff and uh said, "Yep, this is great. I'm going to start working on my MBA and you know what? I'll take a couple of nights off of the uh the party and run around <laughs> Chicago and go sit in a classroom and and learn learn some stuff." That's awesome. So yeah. where does that come from where I mean, you just have such a drive and this personality that doesn't seem or scream small town to me right you know i i think about that a little bit uh, a lot right <laughs> every day <laughs> every day yeah you know and uh it's kind of like i really feel like coming from a small town like hindsight mm -hmm. you know at first um it might seem like a disadvantage right it's like what are the odds on you getting here you know uh, it, as opposed to growing up in a suburb, yeah, yeah, right. Sure. It's like, okay, I'm there. I've done it, you know, whatnot, but growing up in a small town, not too many people ultimately end up living in the big city for sure. Right. Um, and I feel like they just, you know, there's a mindset there, right? Like if you can overcome that, those odds, then when you do get your shot at the big time, it's 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 actually I don't want to say nothing's easy, but it's it, it's still like the hardest part is done. Kind of the thing. hardest part is done. Yeah. Yeah. That makes the sense. biggest challenge was was, you know, um, avoiding some of the pitfalls. Right. 
and getting wrapped up in, you know, all of that um, and realizing that, you know what, there's there's other things out there that I'm, I want to go and explore, right? And you have such a positive attitude about everything. Ever since I met you, I mean, I don't think there's ever been any situation where you've just been like, <laughs> oh, this is screwed, or this is over, or we're doomed. It's always been, oh my you gosh. know, we'll get through it. So uh, did you... <laughs> do you think that's very unique to just your personality, even from where you're from, that that's, I mean, you talked about mindset and, and I guess I'm trying to understand, you know, what did that mindset look for you? Cause it just doesn't seem like you really have any problems, but obviously that's not true. We all, we all go through something. Yeah, we, we absolutely do. And, and you definitely have to find your, your sounding board, if you will, you know, and, um, you know, if you, if you look at the different things that you do throughout your life, you know, to, to keep on your track of success, whether it be exercise, education, uh, work or what have you. Um, something that's worked well for me is finding, you know, my mentor slash sounding board for, for each of one of those aspects of my life. Sure. Right. You know, and, and kind of, and, uh, helping them out and them helping me out, you know, and just keeping it quiet and personal and, you know, and then moving on. Right. Um, as far as like, the, the philosophy of it, I guess, if you will, um, it, it's, it all comes from Dale Carnegie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. How to win friends and influence people, man. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, uh, interesting story, um, in high school, this was around that, the, the time I took that trip up to Chicago, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, I was in a, uh, a public speaking course, you know, in high school, right? And we, we had to write a book on like self-help or accomplishment, or we had to write a, a, a speech, okay. right? So, you know, I'm in the library, I'm doing my research and everything else. <laughs> I remember pulling out the book, right? Just buried, dusty, what have you. Like you hadn't seen it before the first time? Yeah, first time I seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it on my own, right? And and I just took it out, and I'm like, how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> I remember like chuckling to myself, like, oh man, <laughs> people that need to read this. Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's a, it's this project. And, you know, at that time, uh, you know, no one can tell you anything, right? You got that high school junior mentality. mentality. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'm playing tennis and everything else or whatever, you know? Uh, but yeah, I'm like, all right, I got to read this book and I got to write this speech. All right, cool. I mean, I get into this thing, and with it, it's like, not a short book, is it? No, it's it's actually kind of short. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like okay. two hundred pages. Oh, okay, okay. You know, it's not know it's not too bad. Okay. Um, there's like there's Stephen Covey, you know, um, that has like this whole series of what have you, but at any rate, yeah, Dale Carnegie, the one book, two hundred pages, and ten pages into it, and I just I couldn't put it down. Wow. Yeah, it's it's on you know it's on my nightstand today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not. It's your Bible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, but in in that, um, you know, there. It, I think it was uh, written in like the twenties or something like that. Yeah. But you know, and those no, those, sure. those principles still apply today. So you know, did you feel like you had that, uh, you know, that that sense of empowerment? Like now I have something. I have a resource. I have a tool. I had a tool. Yeah, I had a tool that was speaking to me um, outside of you know the the environment that I was in. Right. And more than anything else, you just feel like it was a small town environment. Or do you just felt like you were surrounded by people with a mindset that you didn't share? No, it's just a small town environment. Like I loved it. Okay. I mean, I look back on it, and and I I feel like you know now now that I'm seeing some of the um, uh, environments 
other people are going to high school in and things like that. You know, up here in the burbs, it's just it's it's very disparate. You know, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. some are great, some are not so great. Sure. You know, uh, but you know, if you watch Varsity Blues or something <laughs> like that, I mean, that's kind of like that's what it was like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just like you're really. Your typical, really awesome high school, you know, type of environment, you know, like all those, all those awesome high school eighty movies and things like that. I mean, all that stuff, ex- you know, all that stuff it's, existed. It's true somewhere. Well, yeah, you know, we'd get a keg, we'd go out into the cornfield, like you know, and days to confuse. That, you know, that uh, you know, I mean, all all those things are a bit more dramatized, but I feel like we had a really good. You know, high school environment That's for awesome. sure. Yeah. So now back back to uh, to where you're at here at the Yellow Pages. Uh, how long did you spend there before before you ended up leaving? Yeah. So um, I was there for about six years. Okay. Okay. And the transition was was pretty simple for me, right? So at the time, the company was evolving. This is early 2000s, and Yellow Pages pretty much was your was your search engine mm-hmm. prior mm-hmm. 2000, mm-hmm. right? And Google comes along and it's like, whoa, you know. And we started reselling, you know, the Google, the digital marketing services and and these type of things. Right. But the conversations were were so consistent where people were taking their print dollars, essentially, and they were they're migrating them to the digital dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, let's try this out. And um, with that and working on my education and getting more exposure outside of, you know, the Donnelly culture. Right. That opened up my eyes to other opportunities. So I think one of the one of the things I'm realizing here is like, no matter what environment you're in, always strive and look for other sources of influence outside of that environment, right? Because sure. it's very easy to get caught up in like, I guess the company Kool Aid or the hometown mentality or something like that. Comfort, right? Or comfort, yeah. Um, so complacency, yeah, yeah. I guess is a uh, is the word for it. Uh, so always challenge yourself. Right. Um, And then in regards to, you know, seeing those dollars move from yellow pages to digital marketing, um, along with the influence of the NBA, I realized, okay, there's there's this whole world of really awesome, cutting edge, innovative, you know, technology out there, you know, and here I am in in Chicago, kind of, you know, one of the epicenters of this whole thing. It's like, wow, you know, I'm going to go I'm going to go, you know, go all in on this thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Seize the opportunity. So exactly. So that ultimately led to uh, a company, Rocketon Marketing or Linkshare uh, Affiliate Marketing. Right. That you started. So now you. St- oh, I didn't start. Oh, gotcha, no, gotcha, no, no, gotcha. no. I'm sorry. So okay, okay. So so yeah, there was a there was a period of time where I was uh, working for a lot of different innovative um, technology companies, marketing technology companies. Sure. Yeah. But um, so you jump left uh, Yellow Pages. I left Yellow Pages. Yes. Went to this new company yes and you now you're selling more digital selling yes much more digital focus um you know larger clientele larger budgets uh these type of things it was all uh about e-commerce and earning commissions and uh yeah it was just it was very exciting so now talk to yeah. me about appointments iq how'd you get started with that yeah so i want to know how you get into business everyone wants to know yeah yeah exactly so so when i was being a sales rep, right, and doing all those activities, whether it be emailing, cold calling, uh, researching databases, building prospect lists, and all these different things, right, um, what I realized is 
there's there's a methodology behind all this to to make it expedient you know and you can only be you know so many places at once sure. right so how do you how do you maximize all this right because i i saw uh with salespeople it was very you know i saw a very similar trend right where one moment you're working on the top of your funnel and you're not closing any deals mm-hmm. right and then the next moment you're focusing on closing all your contracts and good great something closes but then the top of your funnel has dried up right For so sure. how do you how do you be in two places at once right um so I was managing an inside sales team and we were really working on this whole concept, right? So there's um, probably five or six different pieces of software that we stringed together. We mapped out a methodology and really put a science behind business development, if you will, mm-hmm. okay? And um, essentially once this was packaged and we saw that it was a repeatable and scalable methodology, uh, that's when I realized, okay, there's there's something here right um one of the partners broke off from the firm asked me to set up a very similar methodology crm business development you know uh for him and his new firm and i did we saw a very similar success and that's about the time that i sat down with tony p and i said hey man i got this idea uh and literally we're at kincaid's you know we're having a beer and uh, I pull a napkin, just like what you hear. <laughs> I mean, I know it's, I got a whole bunch of cliches, man. It's like, it's like your life is a like movie, it really, right? <laughs> it really happened, though. Really, and I, I'm like, wait, did I do that on purpose, just for like a, so I could yeah, tell this story yeah. later on? Or did it, you was, knew you were going to be right well, here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, so I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, was that all that was really there—a paper napkin, or did I a piece of paper? So, right, right. Anyways pull the paper napkin off the table you had a right? sony pda or something yeah and i yeah. just happened to have a pencil in yeah, my hand yeah, too yeah, you know so yeah. anyways but but no seriously i'm scratching these notes down on a, on a paper napkin that part is true you know and tony's looking at it he's like holy cow yeah man i could i could see how this works you and know you, and that's take away from the story but yeah. you met tony previous at the it uh so tony tony and i go back about 15 years that's awesome yeah, yeah. So we'd always, and he was one of those mentors that I was kind of talking about earlier. Sure. You know, we would we would get on the phone with each other. We took each other's calls at any day, time, night, whatever the case might be, and just real we were, friends. Yeah, we were open ear, no judgment. You know, um, and yeah, you know, I had a lot of tough times with my sales career, and he had a lot of tough times with his sales career, and mm-hmm. we just we kind of bonded together and and talked it through some of those things. And so when you when you had this idea, you pretty much thought right away tony's got to be oh yeah yeah tony was uh, tony tony was the number one person i thought of you know because we were both trying to figure out this whole you know our we were both in sales we're trying to figure out you know how how do we do this right secret recipe right so when one of us came up with something interesting (laughs) we would share with the other one right and when i showed him this he's like man this looks this looks awesome you know i see how it would work and, and I'm talking in terms of, okay, how do we package it and create a business, a service offering, right? Appointments IQ. Sure. Okay. And he's like, um, you know, well, how do we start? So, well, we got to find other entrepreneurs, people that need help in developing their pipeline, outsource sales. Because what I've noticed with working for a lot of the startups and everything is that if you hire the wrong salesperson out of the gate. It costs you a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, sales. People don't sales, realize how much it costs you to hire the wrong person. Sales is probably, you know, in my opinion, it's probably one of the highest risk, high re- highest reward positions to fill. And, For sure. And you know what? 
if you if it if it's not done right, you could end up with uh, a guy that Rolodex wasn't really what you thought it was going to be and doesn't have the wherewithal to do the business development activities, you yeah. know, and then, yeah. yeah, you got a little bit of a challenge there. Now you talk about uh, going back to that mindset yeah. where you say, you know, high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was easy for you to jump into starting your own business? Whereas no. People, still, still tough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 One of the toughest <laughs> things. Uh, uh, I mean, to this day, still the yeah. toughest thing. I mean, it's the toughest thing I've known. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is because, uh, you know, it's it, it's interesting because going through going through college, right, and then working in corporate America, right, and going and getting the MBA and everything else. So you're you're basically you're invested in this whole corporate system almost, yep, right? Yep. You know, um, because the MBA doesn't mean a whole lot in the whole entrepreneurial. Yeah. world right you know it might get you a couple extra conversations or you might be able to network yourself into something else right but in, for the mba that's more of like okay th- can this person go from the director level out of corporation to a vp level for sure you know and just speaking in generalities here right um so here i am i'm invested in this i'm paying you know the student loans you know and i got all this corporate experience <laughs> which is worth you know x y and z to the next corporation that can put me into you know that level of so you know what you're giving up i know what i'm giving up yeah yeah you know uh so you got that perspective and then um yeah but uh but the the thought of it was um well i'll tell you my epiphany of whenever i knew that i i had to do it right uh it first of all I think it's something that's always on your mind. For sure. It, you, I think, I think you either have it or you don't. For sure. You know, I, I think you either want to take those risks, you know, or you always find excuses not to take them. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Um, so I've always felt like I've had that in me, you know, to go out and and be an entrepreneur and really just kind of explore things, right? Um, but I remember I was sitting at, you know, I was sitting at the bar. What is, what is, so many, <laughs> it always starts at the bar. Why, why is that? You know, I need to I just mean, that's like, what we do in Chicago. I though. need to swap those stories. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's, I was sitting at Starbucks having yeah. a coffee. It just doesn't, you know, doesn't sound yeah, I guess yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I'm sitting there and it's, um, you know, with a, with an older gentleman, um, who's 65, getting ready to retire, all these different things. Uh, you know, and he's, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, that's exciting. You know, you're, uh, you, you made it, you know, you, you finished, you did your, uh, 35, 45 years, whatever it was at the corporation, you got your pension, you know, you got all these things, you all, everything's good. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I said, well, okay. You know, if you could have done anything differently, <laughs> what would it have been? You know, he's like, well, you know, Greg, I gotta tell you, you know, when I was about 40, I had an opportunity to, to leave the, leave that company job, right? Because a few people were breaking off and they were building their own competitor, uh, own competitive, you know, business and software and everything else. And I just about did it. But you know what? I just didn't. You that's know? Regret, man. And I mean, wow. That was like, um, you know, and that was from someone coming from somebody that's very important in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. That's... Uh, I'm not going to let that happen, yep, yep. you know, for better or for worse. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm going to at least be able to tell the story. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I thought I had the answer. I took a risk and yeah, you know, I failed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd rather have that story than, than like not have tried or have it all and you still know? have regret. 
huh? have it all, right? But still have regret. Like, right. Like, you know, like like he did. Where exactly. He's sitting there telling, yeah, exactly. I got all these things, but if exactly, I could have done it differently, I would have well, risked people, it all. People have, um, I think everybody has some creativity to them. Yep. You know, it's not always, it's always, it's not always given an outlet in, in a structured environment. Yeah. You know, you have to go out and you have to find an outlet for, for it. For sure. You know? Um, so at any rate, yeah, appointments IQ, um, we went out to market, uh, Tony and I did. So we started doing, uh, uh, we started hitting like two or three networking events a day. Yeah. It yeah, was right. ridiculous. You know, it was like, uh, who's having a, who's having a lunch, who, who's having a, you know, who's having a presentation tonight. And I mean, we were just all over Chicago in the suburbs, just tracking down every networking event you can imagine. That's and we were having so much fun doing it. And um, to help us keep organized, we developed a spreadsheet of all the events that are going to be happening, right, and all that good stuff. And this um, is more for your purpose. It's just to track it. This right? is all internal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, our purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, and we were going to these events uh, to do business development. You know, we wanted to, you know, find other people to partner with. Yeah, yeah. You know, so at any rate, I'm going to all these events, and we're starting to see a lot of the same people and everything else. And Tony had been doing this forever. Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of just riding his coattails. You know, and he's showing me the ropes on networking, right? And he's because he's been doing this for his job, his career. Yeah, and Tony's just like um. He's just extremely passionate about networking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he loves it. So, so yes. I like um, the way you put it. He's passionate about it. Yeah, networking. right? <laughs> right? If you can't explain something, just throw the word passion in front of it. Yeah. It'll work. Trust me. That's, good. So, That's a good tip. Uh, so, at any rate, um, he's passionate about it. I'm riding his coattails. I'm learning a lot from this guy, you know. Um, and we're having great conversations. Yeah. The idea is resonating. Yeah. People are like, wait a second here. I mean, I don't have to go out. I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to hire a forty, fifty thousand dollar salesperson and pay them commission. You know, I can barely, you know, I have a hard time keeping the lights on. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. And everybody wants me to get sales. You know, so and and our message is simple. It's like, hey, you know, work with us. We'll figure something out. Yeah. You know, but let us be your outsourced sales team. You know, and you focus on the vision, or you focus on closing deals. You know, let us put together the prospect list and the email marketing and the, you know, the, the calls and the networking and all these different things. So yeah. the whole concept is, is there. And it's, it's interesting because, uh, when we're talking about it, it's like who hasn't heard of outsourced it, you know? Yeah. It's but the norm, then right? it's the norm. But then if I asked you how many times have you heard of outsourced sales? Yeah. You don't hear it too often. Yeah. I guess I it mean, is, now it's, it, now it's, it's becoming more, more yeah. and more but back common. then. Right. Right, right. So, I mean, I was just uber proud whenever we were able to put in, you know, quotations, your on-demand sales team. I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. I was like, man, that is that, was that right you, there, yeah. man. That's why you got up every morning. That's why I got up every morning. Um, so, so yeah, we, we were building a book of business. Uh, we were tracking all the networking events in the spreadsheet. We were creating a pretty familiar community of business, prof Chicago business professionals. Yeah. And people found out we had this list and like, hey, man, you know, can you share it with <laughs> me? You know, so yeah, I could keep. Yeah. So we start sharing it with so and so and so and so and so and so, you know, and next thing you know, someone's like, man, this is this is really cool. Yeah. You need to make a newsletter. Yeah. You know, newsletter, man, that sounds that sounds formal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we just like going to these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, how people expect us to, you know. 
Um, so at any rate, we're sitting there and we're like, okay, if we're going to do this thing though, it's just going to be, let's just make it a customer service and you know, let's not try to do anything funny with it or not. Sure. You know? Uh, so we did it. We started putting it out and yeah, it just exploded. It, it exploded. Yeah. You know, people were passing it. People were signing up for it. Everybody yeah. wanted to, you know, you know, see it or what have you. And like, wow, this it's just is not what you expected at all though. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And it just became more advanced and these type of things. And then people that were having events were like, Hey, can I get my event on there? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we never took a, we never took a dollar from anybody yeah. for any of it. You know, That's we awesome. never sold sponsorship and we never charged anybody to put anything on there. Cause we just wanted to, you know, for us, that was just our way of saying, Hey, thank yeah, you Chicago. Know. We, we want to do our part to help, bring people together yeah period yeah you know and that's and it doesn't have to be well i'll get into our events in just a moment here yeah, yeah. so so now we're going to these uh we're going to all these networking events we got the newsletter going right and then people are coming up to us hey great event and we're finding ourselves saying okay well you know it's not really <laughs> our event you know we just we just promote yeah. it and, yeah. you know and they're like oh well you know we see at everything and then we see you're promoting it yeah i just figured it was your event yeah. and it's like no When's your event? <laughs> you know, what's the yeah, next question? Yeah. So it, Tony tells this story a lot better than I do. Uh, but I, w I was like, as soon as someone planted that seed, like I had already thought about that like two years ago. Oh, really? You know, yeah, the first You're time I went to a networking yeah, event, yeah. I was like, okay, when are we going to start doing these? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, entrepreneurial mind. That, right. Yeah, that doesn't give up, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I knew it. Uh, but getting Tony to that point, you know, that was a whole nother, that was a whole nother, um, you know, sale, if you will. <laughs> so the, the seed was planted like in a Feb, on, on, in, I remember in February. Okay. Okay. And slowly, slowly, slowly of me just hammering, hey, we can do this. We can do this. You know, just like over and over and over. And it's finally like, all right, we'll even name it after you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not true that's not true that's not how I, that's not how i closed it <laughs> i would have left it there I, I yeah. yeah well no how we ended up naming it's even in my opinion a better story oh yeah yeah so at any rate we finally hit tony say okay let's do it you're game on let's do it so we we kicked off uh tony p's networking events uh 2017 at mm -hmm. rocket and we expected you know, 150 people you know 250 showed up that's awesome you know and we had a, a full thing of sponsors we had a liquor sponsor uh we did some interesting um uh marketing where we had uh the bartender making drinks and you know one of the one of the other companies i was in associated with at the time we built some awesome content so it was just a it was a bang up event it was a uh, yeah it was a hundred percent that's right awesome. so going back to, to how we named it though <laughs> right <laughs> So when we were thinking about, you know, what we're going to name this thing, um, you know, we'd realized, okay, we're looking at all the networking events. And I was like, here I am networking nonstop every week. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a hard time keeping it straight. You know, I'm like, wait, network this or that. And, you know, uh, social this, that, you know, it's just like, it's too much. All the, it's like the noise at that point. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and it's like, if I'm having a hard time, so is everybody else. Everybody else has definitely got to be having a hard time. And then you go to people's events and like, oh, is this your event? Oh, who's yeah. even, you know, I don't know. I just, you know. Yep. So, so I'm like, and wait a second. So what's the purpose of the events? 
right? Yeah. It's the purpose of it. The purpose is to meet other people, you know? So it's a human thing. Yep. Right? So let's make it a human thing and let's name it a human thing, you know? Tony P. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? I mean, so so that's... You go there to meet Tony P. Right? At the very least. Tony P. But, you know, it's kind of like a... You feel like you're going to, you know... A person's place that you know. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a, a, like a lot more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. There you go. Yeah. Um, so that was the whole thought process behind it because we've had people reach out to us. You know, I don't. I mean, Tony Peace is. I don't know if you're going to be able to scale it with a, you know, a name like yeah. that. It's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it doesn't need to be scaled. Maybe yeah. it just needs to be a Chicago thing that yeah, I love that that people, you know, can can. Hold on to. Yep. No, I love that. Yeah. And, and, and during the whole time you're, you're doing all this, uh, you're also raising a family. So. Yes. <laughs> so apart from all the business <laughs> stuff, you got this whole thing going on at home. Uh, yeah. Did it start? I mean, at the time that you uh, started a family, was that about the time you started a business too? No, no. The the family had come. Okay. So so yeah. So you did all this with the family. Yeah. So I and I get that question a lot. Savage. It's like okay what. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a supportive wife right there. Yeah. Um so so yeah, I get I get the question a lot, you know. And and really there's no good time to start a business. For sure. Th- and that's what you find out, right? Because guess what? If you do it before the family, you know, well, that might forego the family. Family might get delayed. Yep, yeah. That's a good point. Right. A very good point. I mean, what either I mean, most people you know, they, they kind of get a crossroads, right? Yeah. If I'm going to build a business, that's where money, time, and energy is going to go, yep. you know? And yep. some people go to family route, you know? And then they never find themselves in a situation where where they can take the risk. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's, I mean, it is it is absolutely, you know. So how old was your, uh, your oldest yeah, at the time so, you started? So I think my daughter was two. Oh, and wow. And my son was, uh, yeah, four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, um, babies at home. Yeah, babies at home. <laughs> so, um, I was working for a company, you know, but at the same time, I was a contractor for the company, just to be clear. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that's when I was developing this whole idea and everything around uh, appointments IQ. Um, so it was, it, it lightened the transition a little bit. Sure. So, whenever I walked away from, uh, when the relationship with the, with the company ended, um, you know, by that time I'd had a, a little bit of a book of business with the appointments IQ. So nice. it kind of, you know, headed off some of the, oh, nice. some of the, you know, the monthly obligations to the family. Yeah. No, but still, I mean, that's a, that's, it's a thing so a lot. Too. He, here's, here's the key thing though, right. Is because with the other, with the other role I was in, um, you know, the, the headquarters wasn't even in this country, you know, so once a quarter I'm flying out of the country, you know, to to go train the sales team and oh, all these wow. other different things, right? And then I'm traveling all over the U.S., you know, uh, working on deals or what have you. So, you know, yeah, we we might have sacrificed some of that, you know, for sure income there for a period of time. Mm-hmm. But what about what about you know what the family is really all about? Absolutely. And that's the you know that's the flexibility of of the mom and the dad being able to you know spend time with the kids, right? So that was another very underlying fact. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, it's hard to stare that in the eye and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I may I may be taking a lot of the financial uh, aspect of the family. I may be putting that at a you know an unnecessary risk, if you will. But 
my time and my involvement with my kids is going to be, you know, pretty much at my schedule on my schedule now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, which is which is priceless. No, I mean, I could just tell you, you know? love people, but obviously uh, it comes from loving your family and, and yeah. having that at home. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing to watch you watch with your kids. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been really cool um, going into. Uh, some of the things that we're doing with like the Tony P's and yeah. building creative, like my son now, he's into uh, live streaming Fortnite <laughs> That's awesome. and then recording it and yeah. then editing it. And he's nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow. And when I need something to edit, you know, I try to figure out, you know, a way to <laughs> way to make you happy for, <laughs> for a minute. So you'll edit something for me <laughs> to back, you know. <laughs> And now I got my son. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the way it works, man. It's awesome. But so it's been cool to see him, yeah. you know, p- uh, picking up on some of the some of the things that um, you know I've been exposed to that I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Um. So yeah. And so uh, and, and and on that note, what uh, what's the future look like? What's uh, what's the vision for what's next? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really, the big project for us has been um, um, Hubio. So, so now Appointments IQ is backed up with its own enterprise digital marketing software. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you it's very amazing. much. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be doing a we'll be doing a launch over the next uh, few weeks. So very excited about that. We've been through a lot of beta testing and what have you, and you know, finally got it to a place where it's marketable and can other people can use it. Meanwhile, Appointments IQ is using it uh, as well to service our clients from an agency perspective, right? And then, um, kind of bringing bringing it all together, what we uh, what we want to do is develop um, a platform for education, for uh, sales, business development, marketing, how all these different things intersect. How do you layer in technology? How do you you know how do you maximize the human element to it? Because that's a that's a finite you know. And it's resource. not for education. You're you're creating an education platform for professionals, right? I'm sorry, one more time. You're, you're creating an educational platform for professionals. It's not like you're doing this for the educational field, not for higher ed or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right. This is all for internal training, um, you know, because what we're looking to do is is roll out a formal training program for sales and marketing and business development professionals, you know, where um, individuals will come in, they'll learn about how to sell using social media, learn how to automate emails, uh, how to leverage networking, uh, make the most out of your time when you go to an event. Basically, uh, how to make more money. Basically, how you <laughs> make more money. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, business development. It's business development. Yeah. It's, but it's yeah. important. I mean, people, we shy away from it, but it's, it's, it's important. Exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what uh, we need in terms of running our businesses and our lives. So uh, it is important. Yeah. So, so who should be reaching out to you? People watching and listening. Um, you know, who, who would be the ideal person to be reaching out to Greg? I'd say that the ideal person would be your entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're a Chicago entrepreneur, you really need to, um, uh, come and take a look at all these different things that, um, appointments IQ and hobby um, have to offer, uh, whether it be just the networking aspect and getting you associated with a lot of other entrepreneurs or, um, help with sales, help with marketing, um, or a, a platform that was actually designed uh, for entre- entrepreneurs to use. Well, that's amazing. So yeah, and, and beyond a wealth of expert knowledge, I mean, Greg's an incredible guy, uh, very well connected. So I would definitely 
advise anyone listening if you fit that description to to give greg a call or or hit him up on, on social media but uh greg awesome. i just want to thank you awesome for for coming in and sharing your story appreciate that Tony. thank you so much for having me in and your beautiful studio and uh, <laughs> i had a blast no. so i hope to be back again soon likewise brother thank you again all right cheers <laughs>